five, episode one of the Potter Discussion. I am your host, Oscar, and here on the Potter Discussion, we discuss some of Harry Potter's deepest and darkest theories, tidbits, and little Easter eggs you might have missed, and you probably did. Oh, man. <laughs> we finally did it. Season five. I'm holding a five up with my hand because that is just how excited I am. And we are coming in as strong as ever in season five with listener support and so much love coming in. I am so grateful and happy to be continuing this podcast with you. So this theory today is a continuation of a series. That made no sense, but a series nonetheless. <laughs> the last episode in this series was a like the best episode that I've ever had. Not really, but I loved it so much that I just had to do it again. And that was Voldemort versus Grindelwald. That was just such a commonly asked question and one that I loved to answer. So I'm officially making that a series, the Versus series. And if you read the show notes in the last episode, as I put little Easter eggs in there too, you will know that this episode is called Snape versus McGonagall. And that is exactly who we are going to be comparing today. Who would win? Who's more powerful? Styles of magic? Spells? Anything that they got, we will examine and scrutinize. So this is going to be quite the awesome episode. I'm so excited. I hope you're excited. Because season 5, we got to start off strong. And we are. Let's do it. Snape versus McGonagall. Snape. McGonagall. Those two names have been put down as some of the most powerful professors there are. Both have quite impressive resumes that impress anyone. Snape was working as a double agent for Dumbledore to get information from the dark side and aid Dumbledore in the defeat of Voldemort. And although Snape did kill Dumbledore in the end, it was all part of the plan. McGonagall was one of the best transfiguration teachers Hogwarts had ever seen. She can cast extremely complicated spells without thinking. McGonagall was also vital to the defeat of Voldemort and the Death Eaters. Both possess immense power, but are on the same side. But what if they dueled? And there are those who will say, well, of course, they may may duel. They already did duel in the seventh book. But I mean, really duel for the kill. Not just defense or standing up for yourself, but real, actual duel. There is great possibility for either Snape or McGonagall to come out victorious. To start, we should dissect the style of magic these two use to better understand which would win. Snape's spell casting is very unique. He uses specifically deadly spells, not as in killing, but pain and really gruesome spells that will have the person on the receiving end on the floor with agony. We see some of these spells Snape invented in his youth, when Harry gets Snape's old potions book. 
the more outstanding spells being Sectum Sempra. That spell is very, very deadly and causes very large gashes in the person's chest and arms. Only Snape knows how to cure. Snape also invented a spell casted by saying the incantation Levicorpus. That spell yanks the receiver in the air forcibly by the ankle. Unfortunately, the marauders of James, Sirius, Remus, and Peter found their way into Snape's potion book and found Levicorpus and was used against him. Nonetheless, Snape has proven he is a very skilled wizard in many crafts, as well as possessing a good brain on his shoulders. What makes Snape such a good wizard is his ability to get into his opponent's head, both literally and figuratively. He is a very skilled Legilimens and Occlumens, which allows Snape to do many things to defeat his opponent. He can predict what spell they might cast, or even see his enemy's worst fears and use it against them. Not exactly friendly. McGonagall is similarly skilled, however. She doesn't prefer the same spells as Snape does, but the same result happens. McGonagall wins the duel. She uses a form of flashy magic, big waves of fire and flinging these rocks at her opponents. But McGonagall also has some very sneaky spells under her belt as a transfiguration teacher. She can turn an incoming spell into something else, turn the duel in her favor. So out of these two very evenly matched spellcasters, who would take the trophy? It's a tough decision. Both are very capable, and both have a very good potential to win. But I think the winner would be... Snape. It may seem odd, but McGonagall is more powerful, but Snape would win. The reason Snape would win is he's more backhanded and sneaky. McGonagall has some pretty good spells, too, but Snape uses his weapons in a way that just can't be beat. And there you have it. That is the theory. Snape versus McGonagall. It's Snape. And I think we can all agree that both are very powerful in their own way. It's just which style is more suited for you know, dueling and causing, you know, ailments on another person. McGonagall just has those kind of smells that's like, you know, turns something else into something else. <laughs> so it isn't like deadly, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you, I'm gonna cast a spell, and you're gonna, you know, be losing the duel forever. But Snape has those kinds of spells to really, he really knows how to do something like that when McGonagall doesn't. I'm the, just a random example I'm thinking of right now is in the sixth movie, I think that's in the sixth book, when uh, Snape reveals to Harry that he's the half-blood uh, prince. Um, Hagrid's hut was just set on fire, and Harry's running after Snape and the Death Eaters, and they have a duel, and Snape crushes Harry. Harry can even stand up for all the spells Snape is hitting him with, and he blocks every spell with ease. So Snape is just cool, calm, and collected, whereas McGonagall, her, she can blow recover pretty easily. And that is 
not very fortunate for McGonagall because, as said before, Snape is a very skilled Aquamans and Legilimens, so he could do very sneaky backhanded things, and McGonagall would just be totally, totally not immune to it. So, Snape just is the fire to, you know, McGonagall's water. So, it's a very, very perfect match for Snape, and uh, Snape just has all of the things that McGonagall doesn't want someone else to have. So it's the things that she either doesn't know how to defend against, or she just has a weakness for them. So because uh, Snape has those strange and, you know, his own inventions, there would be no way for McGonagall to block them without knowing what they are. So having that surprise aspect of casting those spells is another reason why Snape would come out victorious. And as any as any versus series, we have to act out the duel. So I think this would start hmm I think this would be at school. And it would be a similar situation. Actually, you know, let's let's take it from where it was. So they're casting fire, fire, fire. McGonagall's casting the fire. They're blocking, blocking, blocking. And say Snape doesn't run away. What would happen? Well, okay. I think it would start with the same thing. So McGonagall would cast those fire spells. And Snape would be blocking them, having some trouble, because those are some pretty hard spells to block. And then, Snape, alright, I'm already picking up the microphone, because I know I'm going to act this out. And, alright, we have left off, folks. And then Snape would take his wand, and then narrow his eyes, and then McGonagall would narrow her eyes, and they, and they would have, like, a classic duel, where they would just, like, you would hear the music in the background, and then they would just whirl their wands at the same time. Snape would do, like, a, a windmill kind of backwards, like he did with Lockhart in the second book. And then McGonagall would have her wand overhead, and, and she would go, you know, like a on, like, a flat plane, and Snape would go around, and McGonagall would go overhead. <laughs> this is so specific. And then McGonagall would cast a... Like a, a spell to transfigure Snape into a ferret, because, you know, why not? And then Snape would cast a killing curse right out of the gate. And it would go on like that for a very long time. It would be Snape trying to get a really powerful spell in, but it's hard because it's a really powerful spell. And McGonagall would be trying to get in uh, a spell in that would really disarm Snape. And not exactly disarm his wand, but take away his ability to cast spells. And I think it would eventually end in just, like, spells flying everywhere, and really the Great Hall in shambles. So all the students would run away, and it would be just Snape and just McGonagall. I just took the microphone out of the stand, because I am... Alright, this, this, this is going to get dirty. So, after all the students left, then the real duel can begin. It was just, you know, friendly spells, you know, like, Oh, I'm turning you into a ferret. Oh, I'm going to kill you. Woo! <laughs> well, not exactly, but... It, <laughs> it would be very harmful spells. So, things like Bombarda and, you know, Lucario and Flamara, all those 
really that just shows you how much of harry potter i watch <laughs> so all these spells that are just really really destructive and would cause a lot of like a ton of damage to the other person and it would be a lot of locked spells so i think McGonagall would, would definitely go for those spells that would just disarm snape and her favorite one would would be turning like casting a, like a shield around herself or casting a shield around Snape, or turning Snape's wand into something. And Snape would be going for just the immediate victory. So, you know, Crucio, Devada Kedavra, all those really, really nasty curses, like, for lack of, of a better word, nasty curses, just things that you do not want to get hit with. And it would be kind of a trade-off they would trade off who would be you know on top for the time being and who would be on the bottom kind of losing trying to keep their way and i think it would be it would start with snape and then snape would pull a fancy move and then mcgonagall would have to you know pick up her tracks and then it would kind of go along like that until they'd lock spells and it would just be a duel for the win and when they lock spells at final time, I think that would be when the winner would be decided. So, it wouldn't be anything else, it would be that. And the only reason Snape would come out victorious is kind of weird. So, I think that Snape would use, like, the Voldemort technique, where he would, you know, he would fly up, and he would have, you know, he would hold his wand. <laughs> I... I laugh every time I see Voldemort holding his wand, especially in the seventh... Okay, this is still off topic, but I just have to say it. Whenever Voldemort, you know, is mad or really emotional and he wants to cast a spell, he always holds his wand, like, in his palm, and he isn't holding it, and he, like... I, I wish I could show you, but it's so hilarious, just the way he holds his wand, and when he's cursing, he, like, holds it, like, just, just with his thumb, and he, you know, holds his arm out, and... It, is hilarious but i think snape would do something like that but he wouldn't hold the wand like that but he would fly up and have the upper hand and then i think he would literally have the upper hand where he would be using his hand to force the spells back because remember snape is really 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 powerful so using his other assets that he has like using his hand to force that spell back would be a very effective way for him to gain the upper hand so having that way of doing something would be snape's you know his ace that's the ace up his sleeve snape's ability to force spells back and he would have he would he would have, he would be locked spells with McGonagall, and that would be going on for let's say two minutes, two minutes just straight trying to get their spells to the other person, and then Snape would finally pull out his hand and he would go incantation of power. I actually don't know that one, and then it would really be clear that Snape would win the spell would just, you know, gain twice the amount of power, and McGonagall would be done for. Then the spell would just be inching closer to McGonagall, and finally it would go... That was my impression of a spell hitting McGonagall. Thank you. I'll be here next week. That was weird. And the spell... 
would it be killing curse would it be the killing curse i don't think so i don't think it would be the killing curse but it would incarcerate mcgonagall maybe it was i don't know something that would make sure that she couldn't cast another spell and snape would consider the duel one and she wouldn't he wouldn't kill mcgonagall because he knew that she was on the side that he was on so he would just make sure that he won and he would run away and the story would just continue but mcgonagall would be slightly damaged from for the for the battle of hogwarts and I think that is how it would go. Trading spells, Snape going for the big spells, McGonagall going for the sneaky spells that would allow her to win. And in the end, Snape using the ace in his sleeve to force the spells that McGonagall was casting back and sneaking a spell of his own to finally win that duel. And I went from like, this is, this is like evolution of Oscar holding the microphone. I had it in the, I had it in the stand, and then I was holding it from the tip. I laid it on the desk, and now I'm holding it like at the very, very top and talking right into it. So, I, I don't know if you can hear the difference of what I'm doing, but I am now just holding the stand like a wand. Man, I I need get some other hobbies because this is just crazy. You know what? This this is my new hobby. <laughs> I'm literally using my stand to cast spells. It's uh, I folded it up and now I'm like yeah. Wow, I'm weird. Okay, moving on, <laughs> moving on. Thinking I'm just gonna do the outro with holding the microphone. So yeah. If you have any questions, comments, theories, or a future episode that you would like to be featured on, definitely shoot me an email. My email is thepotterdiscussion at gmail.com. That is thepotterdiscussion at gmail.com. You can please leave a review. If you just scroll down there, tap that five stars, and you can be all done. It helps other listeners discover the show. So thank you for that. And even write a review to show everyone else how much you will love listening. Also, make sure to subscribe to never miss another episode in Season 5, and this is going to be good, because there are so many good episodes coming up, you definitely do not want to miss them. Also, make sure to share one of these episodes, because I'm sure that one of you have a friend that would love Harry Potter, and definitely share that with them. If you want my ultimate guide to a perfect Harry Potter marathon, where I give you my two favorite Easter eggs from every book or movie, and that to make sure your watching experience is just a little bit better and be joined under the monthly stream of, of newsletters giving you insight onto my two favorite theories of that month click that first link in the show notes below and you enter your first name and email and you are in that is it for free done and done but anyway thank you so much for listening as always use information to your advantage and i'll see you later